0: And it's not so much my desire just to overload your head tonight. I really want us to give us a chance to maybe do, some, uh, do some cool ministry in here this evening. How much time do we got? It's Saturday night. Nobody else got anywhere to be. All of you have already seen Avengers. I haven't either, so I'm not going to spoil anything. Although I know that Iron Man dies. But I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I just threw that out there. Maybe it's Thor. I don't know. Okay, so. Not a clue. I know. I know that'd be horrible, wouldn't it? That would be so cruel. I just can't. I didn't. Yeah, haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. I haven't seen any spoilers, so don't spoil it for me either. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna do a little bit of prophetic ministry in here tonight. Um, Tim, do me a favor and, and grab me five people in here. Just just randomly pick five people that. Uh, that you trust. Five that trust? Oh, not necessarily. You don't have to trust them. Doesn't matter. Kind of a, you don't even have to like them. Just five people. Kind of me? Give me five people that can fog a mirror. I'm going to let you pick them.
1: <laughs> Does age matter?
0: Nope. Yeah. Okay, when he picks you, come on up to the front. We're going to do some things tonight. We're going to hear the voice of the Lord. We're going to do some prophetic ministry over each other this evening. I don't know if you guys have done this before or not. Maybe you've never done this. Maybe you've done this before. But this will be fun. This will be a lot of fun. Come on, Gloria. I love your name. Oh, my gosh. We need some Gloria up here. I'm here too, Gloria. A lot of Gloria in this church. We've got we got four. I got one more. Yep. Yes, she's like yes, I'll go. I usually say pick somebody who doesn't look like they want to come up here. <laughs> we did this one time in Boca Raton, Florida, and there's this kid up at the front. We so I told him what I'm going to tell you guys tonight. And this kid went and started doing prophetic ministry. He like, he like gave this word to this person, ended up laying hands on this guy. And the guy just laid out and this kid was like 14 years old. And this woman comes up to me and says, how is he even doing that? And I said, oh, the Holy Spirit speaking to him. She says, but he's not even a Christian. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, I didn't think there would be an unbeliever at to- a Conference, you know, it was like sort of automatically assumed. She goes, Yeah, he's Jewish and we're taking care of him this afternoon. His parent, he'd never been to a Christian church in his entire life. (laughs) I was like, Oh, interesting. And right about then, he comes walking back up the aisle and he stands in front of me. His hands are shaking like this and goes, I have no idea how I just did that. I said, Man, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. So, would you like to meet Jesus? Would you like? And he goes, I think I just did. It's like, awesome. So we prayed. By the time we prayed, it was just a formality. He'd already had a relationship. He was was on. He was already like hearing God and everything. And uh, I said, that's awesome. You know how many people would come up to me and say, I can't do this. I've been been saved like two or five or 10 years. I said, you know, you're going to be able to tell people you gave your first prophetic word before you ever even accepted Christ. (laughs) Totally tweaked my theology. You know, God can use anybody. Yeah, don't, don't think. Come on, God spoke to Balaam through an ass. He's been using them ever since, all right? So no offense to anybody up here, all right? No offense. All right. Here's the way, here's the way this is going to work tonight. You guys are going to be our ministry team leaders. But in order to lead somebody, you actually have to have like a student. So, so leaders, I want you to scan the room I want you to pick one person, for whatever reason they stand out to you, I don't know how or why, and when somebody stands out to you, I want you to go get them and bring them back up here with you. See, you thought you were off the hook, didn't you? No, no. So when you find somebody, go get them and bring them back up here with you. Go. Um, what we're going to do tonight, by the way, anybody can do. Anybody can do. And uh, uh, this isn't just a workshop or class or something like this. This to me is one of the most important lifestyle uh, uh, things you and I can do. This this is something that uh, today on the plane, my goodness, on the way here. it's amazing if you just give a half a second of intentional, purposeful saying, God, what do you think about that person? How God starts to just flood your heart with compassion, supernatural divine compassion for people. It's really quite remarkable. Okay, so let's just go ahead and like spread out all the way across the front. Do we have a handheld mic, Tim? Okay. Okay, so what you have up here, yeah, that'll work. So what you have up here is um, we've, got, we've got a grand total of 10 people. <clears throat> 10 people plus me. That's 11. Okay? So this is the number of people with which, of course, minus Judas after the resurrection and everything. They did replace Judas with a guy named Matthias. But, so this is the number of people that God used to change the world. I just want you to see just a visual. That's it. This amount of people. Without the advent of television, radio, social media, Facebook, Uh, Snapchat, Instagram, any of that. Now we got all that stuff, we have a hard time getting the gospel across the street. right? But this number of people literally turned the world upside down simply because they had the Holy Spirit. Never underestimate what you can do with the Holy Spirit. In partnership and alignment with the Holy Spirit of God, you turn the world upside down. All right, so the person that you brought up, like the two of you, you're going to work together as a team. Okay, so ministry school leader, and ministry school, student, right? So the people who came up here first, you're the leader. The people who you brought up, you're the student, just for this evening, just for this time tonight. The way we're going to do this is in just, just, actually you can start doing this now. Um, students, I want you to just scan this room And I want you to pick one person, but you're not going to go get them. That's going to be your target person tonight. And you're going to minister to that person, right? So for whatever reason, they stand out to you. I don't know why. Maybe they're wearing something that just catches your eye. Or for whatever reason, you just pick that person. When you pick somebody, for example, student will pick somebody then turn to the leader and tell her who you picked. Same student, tell him who you picked. Student, tell him who you picked and so on and so forth. Pick somebody, then tell the person that brought you up who you picked and go ahead and do that now. Um, the, uh, The reality of this exercise tonight is that every single one of you can hear from God. Right? Now, this doesn't mean that you carry the office of a prophet. But let me ask you a question. Is Jesus prophetic? Sure. Does Jesus live in you? I think we've established that tonight. So it's spiritually illegal for you to say, Jesus lives in me, but I can't prophesy. So let's make this really, really simple. Prophecy is simply saying something that God would say amen to. Speaking, 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 over a person's life something that unveils and reveals destiny or, or, or plan, intention, a purpose how the Father feels about them. Um, so tonight oh, by the way, it's like one of the songs we were singing about tonight um, from Psalm 139 it says uh, if I would uh, count the number of precious thoughts you have towards me, O God, they would outnumber the sand. I'm no expert in sand, but I do live in Florida and we got a lot of it. So I picked up a pinch of sand one day, and I decided to see how many grains of sand were in one pinch, and I stopped counting at 400, and there was a ton left. And so think of it like this. God has more thoughts about you. I mean, if we're talking about the Sahara Desert, the entire state of Florida, God has more thoughts about you than can be thought about a person in a lifetime, which is probably why eternity is so long, and they're precious, which means you can't make up a positive thought about somebody that God hasn't already had. So tonight, we're going to do something. We're going to have, let's say, for example, you picked somebody, right? Okay, and she knows who it is. Now you're going to work separately, just for now. So I don't want you to collaborate on this part. I want you to to ask God about the person you picked. I want you to ask God to give you a word and a picture. We're going to go for two things, right? If you just get one, that's fine. We're going to ask God to give you a word or a picture. It's a good way to start. Uh, Some people get words really, really easily, and some people get pictures really, really easily. Let me tell you how easy this is to do. Go with the very first thing that comes to mind, just like that. In other words, you look at the person and say, God, what do you think about them? Go with the first thing that comes to mind. Now, one ground rule that we have for this exercise, and that is tonight we're going to keep this uplifting and positive. When we do public prophetic ministry like this, it's really important that I say this. Because anytime I say we're going to do a prophetic exercise in a room, everybody sitting out there, starts repenting of everything, right? (laughs) It's like, oh my goodness, oh no, (laughs) they're going to tell everybody what I got going on. No, that's not the point. It doesn't take a genius to find dirt, it takes a genius to find gold, and you're all geniuses, right? So, Uh, You say, "Why why do we do this? Why do we say to keep this positive? Aren't there negative words sometimes? Yes, but negative words are best given in the context of relationship. I'm saying negative words as in the expose of something that needs to be confronted. It's best given in the context of relationship right? It's really important that some authority and relationship go together. And So there's something about that. That's, if you don't have the authority, the influence to speak into somebody's life, it's really important that you keep things positive and upbeat until you're willing to actually step in and walk with them. Um, you say, what happens if I do see something that's negative? So let's say, for example, um, Tammy, right? So let's say, for example, that I looked at Tammy and I say, God, what's going on in Tammy's life? And I heard, Lonely. Okay, I don't. All right, but let's just pretend that I did. Okay. Now, old covenant prophetic ministry would be for me to uh, to to go up to Tammy and say, "Man, I just really sense that you're like lonely, d- depressed," and I, and she'd be like, "Whoa, I really am. That's crazy. You're right." And I'd be like, "Whoa, I am a prophet." And then I go print business cards. <clears throat> But that doesn't do anything for her, because all I've done is diagnose a problem, but I haven't given the solution, right? So even if you do see something that's negative, go into a mode where instead of just diagnosing a darkness, you actually expose light, right? So if I, if I looked at Tammy, for example, and again, I don't see this, but let's say I saw like a loneliness on her life, right? So I would probably like walk up to her and say something like, I just release and declare a season of covenant relationships where God brings people into your life who consistently know your authentic identity and speak that life into you so that you know that you never walk alone. So something like that where, you know, that was a good word. So, <laughs> so, so, So again, we're not not exalting the problem. We're reaching back into heaven's medicine cabinet and grabbing a hold of the solution. That's new covenant prophetic ministry is that you walk in the solution, not the problem. Right? So you're going to ask God, for the person that you've chosen tonight, you're going to ask God, give me a word and a picture. Right? Go ahead and put your hands out in front of you just like this tonight. Stretch your hands out toward (laughs) these guys really quick, would you? Heavenly Father, tonight I pray that you would activate and awaken and awaken a prophetic gift in every person up here tonight. Lord, I pray that they would hear your heart. God that they would be, begin even now just to sense your spirit. And Lord that they would know that what they're speaking and what they're saying tonight God is stirred with communion with you. Father, I pray that you would awaken within them tonight a gift that would reside and rest upon and within and flow through them from now and forevermore in Jesus name. Everybody said Amen. All right.
2: <clears throat>
0: let me say one, one more real quick thing before we start. I'm giving you guys plenty of time to come up with a word or a picture, by the way. Um, when I say go with the first thing that you hear, in this kind of an environment, hearing and seeing is really easy. Sometimes to see, you kind of got to close your eyes. Not always, but sometimes to see, you close your eyes and just let God paint on the back of your eyelids a little bit. And come up with the very first thing that you see or come up with the first thing that you hear. It's easier to hear God than you can imagine. And let me say it like this. When you were born, God gave you something that the New Age movement didn't invent, and it's called imagination. The imagination is the limitless, boundaryless canvas upon which God can can paint things that we would consider to be impossible, can dream through you. And children have this in a huge way. And for whatever reason, as we grow up, that imagination begins to die some of the scars of life just kind of begin to take the edge off our ability to dream and to imagine. When Jesus said, unless you become like a child, you can't see the kingdom, he was drawing us back to that place of saying, listen, unless you can dream, imagine, awaken to an awareness that all things are possible, again, you can't even perceive or see the kingdom of God. He was trying to reignite within us a supernatural gift of God that's been with you from the moment you were even thought of by him. And that is the imagination that he's placed within you. And so tonight, I'm gonna give you permission to imagine like kids again. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna have you guys start since you're right here front and center. So go ahead and take a step forward. And you are a ministry school student. Take that what's your name? Teresa, Teresa, who'd you pick tonight? Stan. Stan. Where's Stan? <laughs> right, yeah. right here. Yes. This is Stan. Yes. Fantastic. So Stan is just going to stand, right? Or stand right there. That's fine. Yeah. Teresa, what did you see and what'd you hear?
2: Um, I saw a chest and I felt like it was a treasure chest that God was saying, what a treasure you are, like how much he values you and all oh. that you carry. And I heard the word hope, and I was thinking about a hope chest, and I felt like he was saying that what you carry releases hope mm-hmm. um, to the people around you and to the you know the body of Christ. Come and on. then I saw um, like an elephant, and I felt like he was saying like that the strength of an elephant and like the sturdiness of the elephant is like how you are in the spirit, just that you carry this strength and the sturdiness and and. How, um, you know, elephants are just like these majestic, beautiful creatures. And he was just saying that's what you're like. Come on.
0: Good word. All right. What did you see and what you hear over Stan? Um, I saw
1: a heart that was made of rubber. And I felt like everything that was coming against your heart was just being deflected and wouldn't penetrate and just come on. completely... Um, deflected by the rubber around your heart. It's basically protection for you.
0: That's awesome. That's great. Do me a favor. Put your hand, stretch your hand out towards Stan. All right. Uh, Just repeat what I say. Ready? Say, I release and declare.
1: I release and declare.
0: An unoffendable heart.
1: An unoffendable heart.
0: I declare over you.
1: Go ahead. And I declare over you
0: that you carry the heart of the Father.
1: That you carry the heart of the Father. And when people
0: encounter you,
1: and when people encounter you,
0: they're going to feel the presence of the Father.
1: They will feel the presence of the Father.
0: In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Good word. Awesome. Give these guys a hand. They did a great job. <laughs> Simple as that. Well done. You guys, can I have a seat? Okay. Now, when they pick you out, you don't have to come up here. It's okay. You can stay right where you're at. So, no worries. No worries there. Let's have the two of you on the end jump up here in the center. Ministry school student. Take that. Awesome. Who'd you pick? Right here? Okay. Go ahead and stand. Just stay where you are. Okay. What did you see and what did you hear? Uh,
3: um, When I closed my eyes, Amber, I just saw a bird soaring. And like God's telling you that you are free to do what he's called you to do. Mm. And just, um, it just like when you see birds flying, they just look like they're just full of worry and joy and just going where he's leading them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stretch your hand out toward her. And I just want you to just speak a word of freedom over her. Now, before you do this, I want you to think of this there's two ways that you can deliver a prophetic word. First is you always start just by giving information always. It's typically the way it starts. But when you know you've caught the heart of God and you realize, wait a minute, God wants this person free, in this case, then shift it from information to declaration and make it a word of authority. So what's your name? Christy. So Christy, I want you to close your eyes for a second. I want you to feel the weight of a crown on your head. Realize you're, you're God's daughter. It means you carry a royal identity and a royal authority. You're in him, seated in heavenly places with Christ, and he's not seated uh, on anything but a throne of authority. And that's where you are. Now from that place of authority, I want you to release freedom over her, recognizing that as if you were a queen carrying royal identity and authority, and you're releasing it over somebody who needs to know it. So I want you to release it again. Just say it, just speak out a word of freedom over her. Go. Go.
3: Placed in your heart and to just um, just walk in it without fear yeah. and just uh, he's just opening more spaces for you yeah. and widening your territories and that you just go and grace in grace and his love and touch the hearts of all you that you um, pass by and speak to that's
0: so good Do you feel the difference? It's like a difference. There's something about that. Awesome. Well done. Good job. Go ahead.
2: Okay, so I actually did something. Like when I heard your name first, I thought fire instantly. And I'm not exactly sure what that means. But right off she told me your name, I thought fire. And in the good possible way. Not one to be tamed. And I kind of did the thing as... I always thought of a word for Christy. That was kind of what came in my mind. I, was, I, think I took it as the person you pick, and I was like, oh, I picked Christy. So that's I had for you. Um, a sunflower. And um, recently, I don't know why, I used to not like sunflowers at all, and for some reason I just have started to like them. And what I've noticed about them is that, like, something that's very cool about them, they're very sturdy, but it just takes one day of like they love the heat but one day without water and it's just completely petals but they're not dead yet and that's just something i seen you when I saw you for some reason I was like I feel like similarities with us between us two I'm not sure yet but yeah
0: come on I love that good job give these guys a hand it's great <laughs> Gloria come on over you guys can have a seat good job well done Ministry school student. What's your name? Timmy. All right. What did you pick? Who'd you pick? Jacob. Where at? Right over there. Yeah. Awesome. What'd you see or what'd you hear?
4: Uh, so right at first, um, I got like just an over overflowing of love, like God's love for you. I don't know if you mean, for, like, like I know you know it, but like, I don't know, maybe you've just kind of like forgotten about it a little bit, but just God's like telling you, like, he's got so much love for you. And you think that, Oh, I know how much it is. And God's like, nah, like, you don't even know. Like, <laughs> it's so much more than you could ever, like, imagine. Like, ridiculously. Like, a picture of, like, the Niagara Falls, and you think, oh, like, this is it, a cup. And then God's like, nah, you need to get underneath the waterfall. And that's how much. You know, it's like, just like crushing, like, down, or so much weight on you. Um, actually, and the picture I got was, this is a little bit different, but um, it was just a tree. It was a beautiful, Actually, I think about it. it was a, um, like a Christmas tree that was just sturdy and like the wind was coming against it and waves and it was sitting there and was like still sturdy and it was like green all year around so it's beautiful, take that because you're a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say that. <laughs> but yes, it's like very green and just very full of so much life um, and no matter how much wind or waves would come against it, it stood its ground.
0: Come on. I love it. That's awesome, awesome. What do you got, Gloria? Um,
2: I didn't see any picture. Okay, but I just feel like he trusts the Lord about something about trust God. Yeah. I
0: say, awesome, good word. I want you to take take the microphone one more time. I want you to stretch your hand out toward him, and I want you to just just release just release a word of authority over his life. Just so release a declaration. And this is a phrase that I love to use. It's not a formula, but it works. There's something about it that just unlocks inside of you something. I want you to say the words, I release and declare, and then, and then just go with it. But start with those words. Go.
4: I, I re- release and declare um, authority over you, that you ha- go and just, just take over ground. Yeah. Constantly are conquering and conquering and conquering ground every single day. Don't ever like. I just feel like it's like you know you're not ever gonna stop. Like it's just gonna be like you know you'll be like oh you know I've conquered more and guys be like well look there's more to conquer. Come on. You know like no matter how much you know it will be it'll start with Delaware maybe and then it'll spread out. You know just constantly like every day just conquering more ground um, and it'll just be on fire for God just conquering yeah. and conquering and conquering and it'll you know, yeah just keep conquering.
0: Fencing <laughs> kingdom I love it. Give these guys a hand. They did great. Well done. Good job! Come on over. All right, ministry school student. What's your name? Katie. Katie, who'd you pick? Carl. Where's Carl? He
3: has hearing.
0: Okay. What, what did you see or what did you hear over Carl?
3: Um, I saw a phoenix, like a um, a picture of a phoenix, um, and the phoenix wasn't a young phoenix. It wasn't. Mature Phoenix that was out of ashes, but they weren't his ashes. They were ashes of other people, and that it was like a powerful thing.
0: Come on. Love that. What'd you see or what'd you hear?
2: I'm new at this, but anyway, the first thing, it came to my mind so vividly, I had to question it, but it was the Holy Spirit. But I saw this form surrounded by a very bright light, like you see a, a, somebody coming with you, but your hands were outstretched. But before you was a dead body, and you had your hands outstretched over this dead body, and you had the power to heal. The word healing came to my mind. Wow. That's what I saw.
0: Come on, come on. Every now and then.
2: Every now and then you get one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: every now and then. All right, now people listen. We, every word that's been spoken tonight, I believe God would be like, amen. That's, that's good, that's awesome. Every now and then. You tap into something that becomes a destiny moment. It carries something of, of, of weight of glory that just goes a little bit farther. You guys feel that? You know what I'm talking about? What we just heard in this moment? Stretch your hands out toward Carl for just a second. So, God, in this moment, God, we just, we just rest in this reality that you've appointed us to be people that invade the impossible, and that everything that we touch is to be brought to life. So God, I just declare and release over Carl just a revelation that every place that he goes, every word he speaks, and everything he speaks, touches, would release life in every word and every touch, God. That he would never encounter an impossible situation where he doesn't have the full authority to release life into that moment in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Whew. Wow. Come on. Give these guys a hand. They'd be great. Woo! My, my, my. Mm. All right. Ministry school student. Okay. I just uh, got like a thousand degrees up here. It was very cool. That was, <laughs> that was trippy. Woo! <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, John. Mast. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you see or what'd you hear? So I heard holy. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of a, like a racehorse. It was a black racehorse. It
1: didn't have a saddle on it. And I felt like God was saying, it's time to ride out as a son.
0: Wow. Uh, John, the, the word that came to my mind was the word steady. And then when I was looking for a picture, it was hands. And I saw you walking and there was hands around you, keeping you steady. Not going to the right or the left. And he wants you to take that steadiness for those around you that are in your life. Come on. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Do me a favor, you guys go back and give him a hug. <laughs> Time's just good to do. You had a word like steady, it's kind of like, oh. Fun, huh? Easy? Nothing to it. We do these little exercises, and we've been doing these for a number of years. And the very first night that we ever did this was in a ministry school in Austin, Texas, in 2000, oh, in the summer of 2008. First time we ever did this in a formal sense where we felt like, okay, we kind of know what we're doing. We really didn't know what we were doing, but it's on a Thursday night in 2008. And, um, and uh, it was a, we had uh, five schools all over town, and this was one of them that had 40 students in it. And so it was an orientation night. And uh, there was a girl that was driving by the, the school that night, it's the church. And she saw a parking lot filled with cars. And, and so she went in there because she felt like, I just need to get into church. She'd been out of church for a number of years, Catholic, and just had no, no real sense of personal connection with God. But she was having a crisis in her life. And so she wanted to go where church was. She didn't realize she was walking in on a ministry school. And we didn't realize that she wasn't signed up to be there. So she sort of blended in with the crowd. And so during the class, we, uh, we got people up into groups of 10. So we have four groups of 10 in the room. And I told them, I said, just scan the, the circle that you're standing in and let, let somebody stand out to you. And then I want you just to give them one word. Just, just let a word come to your mind and just give them that word. And there's a guy in the circle that she was in. His name was Vance Falks. And um, I was in Austin here just a few weeks ago. And we we're talking to Vance about this. And we still remember this so vividly and fondly. And he's looking across the, the way, and he says, when he gets to her, he said, well, I, I, I picked you. He uh, said, you just stood out to me. And he said, and I asked God, What's, what word can I give her? And he said, the first word that came to mind was keeper. He said, so I guess it's the word keeper. And then he stops and goes, no, wait, wait, wait. It's two words. Keep her. And then he looks at her and goes, you're pregnant. It's a girl. God says, keep her. And this girl collapses down on the floor. In Texas, you have to get an ultrasound before you get an abortion. So she found out she was pregnant. She went and got the ultrasound that day. It was on a Thursday. The abortion was scheduled for the following Monday. And, um, and so when he looks at her and says, you're pregnant, it's a girl God says, keep her. She canceled the abortion, came to the ministry school, carried the baby to term, and had a little girl and named her Grace. So, and Grace is 10 years old this year, so... So when we say we do this kind of stuff and it's fun, it is fun, but it's, this is the kind of stuff that can awaken a lifestyle in you. We begin to realize, wait a minute, the only reason I'm not hearing God's voice is because I'm not intentionally tuning my ears to listen or tuning my receptors to respond. I guarantee you stand in front of somebody and you say, God, what do you say about this person? What do you think about this person? And you just begin to like speak just one word, even if you don't know why that word is there. If you start with one word, just like everybody did up here, they hear a word, and suddenly it's like uncorking a bottle. And next thing you know, you can prophesy over that person until next Thursday. And so um, it's it's that easy. But to be intentional about it and to practice this as a lifestyle so huge and I think it's one of the ways that we're going to put the goodness and glory of God on display the Bible says the earth will be filled with the glory or the revelation of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea Ephesians three twenty and 21 says now to him who's able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all you could ask or think according to the power at work in you to him be glory in the church so the goodness and the glory of God is you And this is one of the ways we put it on display. Stand with me tonight. I just want to pray over you and then I'll turn this over to Pastor Tim. Okay. Say, put your hand over your heart tonight, would you? Say, Holy Spirit, fill all of me with all of you. Stir a hunger and a deep passion to hear your voice let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person in this room tonight who's been brought out just by that hunger. Lord, I sense tonight that there's nobody that's here by duty, but God, that there's this room filled with a remnant of people who have a hunger, a desire and a passion to walk as a family that hears the voice of their father. And so, Lord, I pray that in this, in this house that there would be such a, an, an overflow of the word of the Lord that people on the outside would look in here and say, I want to be loved like that they know who they are and and i know if that if i get around them i'll know who i am too so lord i pray tonight that you would just stir a freshness of identity a freshness of of just a just a hunger of your holy spirit god may may we never even even stutter or second guess the answer to a question what is it like to be a friend of the holy spirit god i thank you for this pastor god and i'm so honored just after meeting him just tonight, Lord, just to call him a friend and a brother. And Lord, I thank you for the emerging voice that's rising up within him, Lord, that will resound through the nations, God. God, that this voice will be heard. God, and, and, and it'll be heard because he doesn't care whether it's heard or not. He's died to whether or not it's ever heard outside of this family. So God, I thank you for positioning his heart to carry, uh, to carry your heart, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Tim, I really feel like just, you're supposed to have the last word on this, this night. So however that sounds or looks to you, go for
1: it. Team, the worship team would love, if I could just say that Tim has the final word. They're always poking fun at me with that song and putting my name in there. Just because it bothers me. They're hilarious. Okay, let's, can I just keep the prayer going? Um, I say my amen, Father, that we would be a family that hears your voice, that we would be a family that is rooted in Jesus, in the answer and not the problem. And God, we, we say amen. It's, you're speaking to us. You've been speaking to us. Um, Bill's not saying new stuff. He's, he's highlighting, he's underlining things you've been saying to us. And We say our yes, God. We say our yes to being the little church that could. We're saying our yes to being uh, the ones that rise up and the ones that press in and do not judge those who aren't here tonight, um, but we, we, we do it on their behalf. We go and get it on their behalf. And we build them up and we, we say, no, no one left behind. And we, um, and we go to the ends of the earth. and We start here at home. Yeah. Thank you so much, God. Thank you so much. You're such a good dad. You are such a good dad. And God's people said, amen.